backstage with Mothership on Solid Rock Radio begins now. Hear the best in new music, artist interviews, stories from the road, and more. You are now backstage, and here's your host, Mothership. Hey, everybody. Glad you're here tonight. My guests today are from the band Behold the Beloved, based out of Pennsylvania. Let's just jump right into the call. I have a couple of guys here from Behold the Beloved. Let's see. There's five in the band. What is that? Two-fifths <laughs> of the Two band. Fifths, yeah. Uh, the other ones have family stuff, and we have a lot of traveling miles coming up. Yeah, so. Introduce yourself so we can recognize your voices. I am Sean. I am the lead singer. I am Sheldon, and I play drums. Who else is in the band? We have Jeff Lehman on Lead Electric. And then Jason Stauffer, actually my brother, uh, plays Rhythm Electric. And then Tim Kitchen plays bass. What was the thought process behind a five-piece? I mean, we could do the four-piece, uh, and we, we've done it before, but we like to not rely on Sheldon's Mac as much as possible. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's just something about like live instruments. We're a band who really likes um, vocals and harmonies, so... If we can get a three-piece harmony, Tim's very essential on that, as well as Jeff. So, you know, some of these places that we played, it is kind of crowded. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, it's just it's how it worked out, and everybody has their part, and they play it well, and it makes up who we are. Yeah. Okay. Full sound. I did get to hear you at Kingdom Come Festival. How was that experience for you? Is that the first time you'd been? It is, yeah. That was the first time we were ever out there. It was, it was an honor to, to be able to share the stage with you know, a bunch of other artists that we've you know always looked up to and that we're getting involved with. So, yeah, that was an awesome time. It's always cool getting into new places, new festivals, and, yeah, that was a really special opportunity. There's something really great about KCF where, like, it was our first time, but right away you could tell that just the family atmosphere mm-hmm. and just the passion for the ministry, like what they were doing. It wasn't just to get a bunch of bands, get a bunch of people out, charge them huge money so they can listen to music. It really felt like a ministry, just a bunch of people gathering together just to, like, run after God. And us as a band around everybody that was on staff, we really felt like home. And even my wife, she's our tour manager and she also rents merch we walked away from that she's like this was one of my favorite places to play like everybody was just on the same page and kcf was awesome and i do remember like passing you i think we were just about to hit on stage and uh i think you were talking to the band that just got i think we were talking to winona avenue or something and i was like oh there's cindy but i gotta get going <laughs> yeah i saw you guys too but i think we both were being pulled in different directions yeah. <laughs> yeah that was our first time at kingdom come because we actually live in georgia and that's a long way away for us yeah. wow no kidding Somebody kept inviting us, saying, you got to come, you got to come. And I'm like, I'm looking at the lineup, and of course I want to come, because you know, that's a two-day drive for us. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we were glad we went. It was amazing. Uh, like you said, it was a very relaxed atmosphere. I felt like we yeah. were like big family, you know? Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, it, that was definitely the farthest, I think, so far as a band that we've ever had to travel for something. And I'm so glad that we did, because uh, it's made a huge impact on us. We made so many contacts and new friends. Now, are you all from Pennsylvania? Kind of, yes. <laughs> we all live in Pennsylvania, yes. Yeah, we all live within a vicinity of Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Uh, we're all about probably half an hour, 45 minutes from each other. But there's three of us, me, Sheldon, and Jason are originally actually Canadians. What part? Yeah, I was from British Columbia, which is like all the way west, so Californian straight up. Me and Jason would have been born in Ontario. 
Wow. Pretty far north Ontario. So how long have y'all been in the U.S.? We <laughs> moved when I was three, so it's been a good 22 years. Quite a while. I'm terrible at math. Let's uh, like see. I was six, seven. I'm 33. It was a long time ago. <laughs> All right. So are you citizens? So me and Jason would be dual citizens. Sean's like shaking his head. Sean just snuck over. <laughs> uh, I am not a citizen, but I am a permanent resident and I have a temporary green card. <laughs> <laughs> temporary 27 years. I think somebody needs to look into this. <laughs> uh, I'm legally here. I just, no, I'm not a citizen. Like every 10 years, I'll have to redo the same process. Really? That's interesting. I never knew how that worked. So let's talk a little bit about the band and the music. I understand you have a new album out. Yeah, it's our second record, uh, No Surrender. Pretty excited. Uh, it's been a long, long, very long time. <laughs> I started writing this record like two years ago. And least, yeah. So we released a first single, and then like COVID just started to hit and pick up. And uh, so I guess we're just going to buckle down and write the rest of this. And then once COVID kind of subsided a little bit, and venues started to book us. I'm like, well, we need to take this opportunity to continue what we're doing. So we kind of put like recording on the back burner and hitting it whenever we could. And then we just realized, hey, we really need to get this done. <laughs> and we thought we had it done so many times, but like God just kept giving us songs. I was like, hey, like, how about this? How about this? And so then that's when you got to figure out which songs are meant for the album, which songs are meant to just put to the side, you know? Um, so that delayed it a little bit and other things as well. And we've had some encouragement from people uh, that have listened to it. So we're we're really excited to see what God does through it. I did a little heavy click through and it's sounding good. Oh, thank you. Awesome. Thank you. The writing process. How do you guys write? I always like to hear how different bands write. We're still trying to figure that out. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard. Just like we were talking about, like having a five piece band, it makes every other aspect of being a band harder. Yeah. Yeah. It's like. You know, you have the lyrical side of it, and some guys like to, to write the lyrics first and then figure out a tune to go after that. But then other people are like, all right, let's come up with some music, you know, at least a foundation for that, and then let's write the lyrics around that. And so you got multiple different personalities that like to do that, so then when we come together to write, it's like, all right, well, what do we do now? <laughs> That's exactly, I, I think our, our band's like split down the middle. I like to have the music in front of me first. And then kind of just like let lyrics come to me or have lyrics already written and try to see, hey, is this the flow for this song? Does this fit for this? And then some of the other guys are just like, let's write the song and then figure it out. I'm like, I can't do that. I'm I'm a I'm a motion person. I'm a feel person. I need to feel it out through the music. I can't just, you know, do the words first, make up words in front of my face and just be like, all right, now let's do music with it. So but we make it work. We all figured out. We have our own strengths and weaknesses, and Jason actually writes most of our lyrics. Um, he takes a thesaurus, and he he goes to town on these songs. And so he, we let him take it, and then we take it and mess it up. <laughs> <laughs> no, we edit it here and there and, and figure out what songs that we have, already have music to, or we write music around it. And it's a process, but it's, it's worth it in the end once it's all said and done. Do you get distracted? <laughs> <laughs> very much so. It's a blessing and a curse at the exact same time. It's very easy to get sidetracked and even just get stuck on one idea for very long mm -hmm. and try to work it out. And then sometimes someone else has to, you know, that might be sitting there a little bit quieter and just kind of looking at it, um, say, all right, let's just stop and let's try something different. So it's 
Yeah, it's definitely a blessing, though, to all be in the same area that we can actually meet, though. You know, a lot of bands are very scattered throughout the country sometimes and, you know, mostly doing like Skype calls or Zoom and stuff. So the fact that we can actually physically get together, that definitely helps, though. That's a plus for sure. Backstage with Mothership returns after this. Out Performance Shop is a proud supporter of Solid Rock Radio. They specialize in retail and wholesale of automotive, high-performance, racing, and off-road products. They also carry a variety of accessories from remote control cars to rock and roller multi-carts. On the web at outperformance.com. Tell me more about No Surrender. Like Sean said, it's been a journey. We released three songs um, as singles before the whole album came out. And it's kind of hard to like think back to, you know, two years ago when the process started. But overall, it's definitely a song of surrender to God, full surrender to his will and um, how we should be living our lives, which is kind of ironic because it's called No Surrender. So it's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the whole like album in itself, we, we started to realize that it turned into almost like a war themed album of, of basically things in our lives, whether it's personal, spiritual, anything, there's always going to be something that comes against us uh, or tries to pull us away from God. Each song has its own way of trying to portray that. But then each song has its way of saying, but no matter what it is, like God always wins the end. God will always hold you in his arms. God's love will always prevail. So as we get through these songs, we're realizing that we want to call it No Surrender because the one song that we have on this album is called Trenches. And it just basically sums all of that in is no matter what you're going through, no matter if you're going through addictions, depression, um, just any kind of struggle, like the enemy is just always tearing you down with darkness. Like God is in those trenches with you and he's always fighting beside you. And, and at the end of it, you will be victorious you know, death will not prevail. Instead of giving up, you need to burn your white flags and you just need to declare that you're not surrendering to this. And it it's kind of sums up most of the songs in the album. And that's the kind of encouragement and hope we wanted to give the listener, especially in times that we're living in right now. Just there's so much negativity, doubt, struggles, everything. And it just feels like it's worse and worse. So we wanted to build an album that basically brings encouragement and hope. And then the great part is we wrote a song that was talking about surrendering, and that's Clenched Fists. The reason I love that is because after we have these songs, we're talking about never surrender to anything that's not of God. We then have a song that says, but surrender to God, because only in surrender to him will you find victory and be able to burn your white flag and stand strong and fight in those trenches in those parts of your life. What song on this album is the most emotional for you? Great question. <laughs> that is such a great question. Man. We're men. We don't have emotions. I am forcing you to reveal uh, your emotions. I would say there's two. Rescue Me is like the softer song on the album. And emotionally, like when you listen to lyrics, the way it progresses, it brings the emotion out of you. But personally for me and just what I've gone through in life, I think Playing With Fire is an emotional song for me lyrically just because I've been through a lot with addictions and all that kind of thing, and, and I've been stuck in that uh, when I was younger, and God pulled me from that. And that's a testimony I'll carry for the rest of my life, and that's exactly what that song talks about is you always try something in life, 
and you think you can pull yourself away from it. But sometimes the enemy grabs hold of you and, and consumes you with a dark fire and uh, you can't get out of it until you find out that there's a God who loves you and his love is greater than that and he can just pull you out of that fire. But every time we sing it, I sing it with a conviction, like I sing it knowing that I've experienced it. Strikes a chord. Yeah. If you're going to say emotionally, um, covered the song Tremble, um, and it's not even ours, but I think playing that one live and just listening to it, it's a total worship song. Especially I've noticed live the last couple times that we play, it's just when you hit the chorus, the devil will tremble. That, I don't know, just hits me every time. Shock the Water is also another one that definitely more just listening to for a cry of, of purity, especially in the world that we live in right now. It's just, you know, such filthiness is pushed everywhere. And Shock the Water is just kind of a song asking for God to purify us. So those two probably are, are the ones that hit me the most. What lyric from the album lives rent-free in your head, or in other words, is stuck in your head? For me, it's two. They're in the same course. I, I would say, yeah, Defy the Gates of Hell um, is definitely a huge one that, again, just... We're not going to just let the enemy go over us. We're just going to defy the gates of hell. I, don't know, I just love that one. Besides the line in clenched fists, open these cold clenched fists, bring me to the end of myself, which is basically saying it's time to get out of our way and surrender our all to him and just give him each part of our life. I know you only asked for one, but you're getting two. I okay, mean, <laughs> you can buy one, get one. Yeah, rescue me, uh, the bridge. It's almost like it comes out of the course, leaving all my fears behind. I'm finally on my way because I know, I know it's true. Every breath that I take belongs to you. I think that would probably sticks out to me the most every time we sing it, too, is just remembering that this life is not ours and to always give it back to him. I think that's just the story of my life. So lyrics like that from Clench Fist to Rescue Me will always stick out to me to remind me that like I can't do this on my own and this life is not for me to own. Oh, there's a new lyric. Dude, write that down. <laughs> I'll send that clip to you. <laughs> okay, touring. Have you been on the road? I mean, there are a lot of bands I know that have never been on the road yeah. because of COVID. <laughs> We've been a band for almost, I think we're on our ninth year as a band. But we really started to take the next steps in the business side or touring side of being a band three years ago, the year before COVID. And we released our album and then we did a couple minor shows and then we already started booking for the next year. And we're like, wow, this is brand new. And then we we're so excited because we're having these fest, we're going to travel and then COVID happened. <laughs> so we've been doing shows we've been on the road before but we've been doing like shows like twice a month sometimes once a month scattered throughout a year uh this year is the first year that we're doing like tours and runs and five days in a row and and pre-planning all through the whole year is already planned out um so this would be our first like full-out professional year i would say is there a person or band maybe that you've toured with that's influenced how you do things? We've played a lot of scattered shows. So, I mean, bands that we've touched base with got to hang out for, for a little while. Um, definitely the protest, their friendliness and their their willingness to, you know, they've been doing this a little bit longer than we have. So, you know, their willingness to, to share helping in that sense is definitely one for sure. Yeah, I think like in the beginning, like three years ago, when we played with Disciple, Josiah Prince is such a cool guy. So Andrew Stanton, too, Joey. The, I mean, they're all great. Um, but Josiah and I like stayed in touch. He was so helpful to me, To I could come to him about a question, whether it has to do with an album or just the business side of things. Like, how do we get on radio? How do we 
go for the charts and stuff like this and production stuff. And he would just answer my questions and he taught me and had talked back and forth. So I would say Disciple had a huge influence on how we took next steps and everything. But a lot of bands, I think, through the past two years have helped us that we've played with. Uh, we played with Seven Day Slumber and, and, and they taught us a lot and spoke into us a lot. But I agree with Sheldon also. The protest has definitely, like Josh, has been a huge help to us and encouraging us. And I mean, I, I said, can you stand and watch our set? And can you just tell us how can we improve? And some people in this business uh, won't do that. And if they will do that, we have to pay them money just to tell us you know how well which is fine that's that's their call but you know josh just pulled me aside we talked about things he goes hey believe in yourself because you guys are doing it and and just keep doing it for the right reasons and so yeah i I would say those three bands have been a huge influence in how we are taking the next steps i guess you can say check us out on facebook at i'm with mothership growing up what music did you listen to Let's see. Well, it all started with Barney. Uh, I love you. You love me. It's the greatest song. I mean, right? Come on. Clean Uh, up, clean up. Everybody everywhere. Exactly. Rugrats, you know, just those. No, Um, I'll I'll go first because then Sheldon can save everything with his answer. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I grew up in a non-Christian home and stuff like that. Uh, So I grew up listening to ICP, Disturbed, all that kind of stuff. As a musician, I will never discredit the things I listen to because... I'll remember certain melodies, melodic stuff from bands like that. Yes, their lyrics are horrible. The things they stand for is bad. But there's some goodness that I got from that that I'm able to process now and use it for the glory of God. After that, definitely grew up listening to a lot of Jesus culture, Disciple, obviously, uh, Pillar and Thousand Foot Crutch, and just mixing all those together. And I think that helps. We all have our own favorite style of bands, which is how we get our own sound. But I always like the aspect of worship mixed with a rock and just going for it that way. Yeah, I would have grown up a little bit more a Christian home and a little bit more conservative. So it would have been a lot of like parents. And, I mean, they would have definitely some influence of that. Um, but I mean, FFH, you know, Third Day, Petra, uh, a lot of Petra. And then kind of the early 2000s came along. So we got like Reliant K, Stellar Cart. I got into that whole punk rocks. Uh, Audio A. Really cool. Audio A. Um, a lot of that stuff. Old school newsboys. Um, oh, yeah. Definitely. Followed Newsboys for a while. Disciple came along, or I got introduced to them, started getting more into the rock, uh, you know, Seventh Day Slumber, Thousand Foot Crutch. Uh, so kind of changed throughout the years. But yeah, definitely thinking back to, you know, like Petra, it's not exactly the style that we're going for. But the lyrical content of that is uh, quite a bit, you know, how we like to base stuff off. We're not guessing about what we're writing about. Mm-hmm. Um, so just kind of going back to those roots of, you know, how me and Jason would have grown up. It's interesting to see how that influences our music. Petra paved the way, baby. Yeah. Sure Talking about School of Hard Knocks. They were the ones that had to convince the churches that they were not uh, Satan worshipers because they played <laughs> rock music. Yeah. For real. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It sounds like my everyday life at work. <laughs> I mean, we got the Mennonites and the Amish. And so at, oh. at my job, it's been cool because they got to see me. You know, walk in what I've been doing. And they ask questions, which is great, and they get my perspective on things. So I've been there for a couple of years, and it's been a cool way to see that. That's the way to change people's minds, spend time yeah. with you. Yeah. How do you keep yourself organized daily? <laughs> 
Sean snorts. That means he's not organized. <laughs> no, I am organized. What was the end? What was the end of that question? Every day, each day. You really my, did write down the hardest questions. <laughs> my wife. <laughs> oh man. Well, I guess if she's the manager, she does organize. Yeah, the she schedule. does. Our, my wife does a great job in managing our schedule and keeping it out of our hands to where we can focus on things like on Dave's show or social media stuff. And she even helps in that, too, or just other things, well, music stuff. So she does great. And that helps us then stay organized. Uh, I, I like to think I'm an organized person. Uh, it might be like a chaotic organized. People are like, hey, where are you playing at? I'm like, no idea. Let me ask my wife. <laughs> I used to do all that stuff, and it just it gets a lot. And if you want to continue to love what you're doing, you gotta sometimes you gotta give up some things and hand it over to somebody else. And yeah, Sheldon, on the other hand, I don't know how he organizes because we gave him a lot. Actually, we didn't give him a lot. We started having ideas, and he just rolled with it. And now he does a lot of you what you see on stage is because of that man right there. <laughs> My personality definitely helps. Uh, I'm not married, so it's all on on me. Um, <laughs> so no, it's in some parts of my life I'm really organized, and then unfortunately some other parts of my life get unorganized due to that. But you know, with band stuff and stuff like that, coming up with a process of of how to do things efficiently, or just simply staying up very very late some nights. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm looking over your shoulder, Sheldon, at your drum kit. What kind of drums you got back there? So that is a Catalina Maple Gretsch. That was my first, like, nice drum set. My brother actually bought me my first one. So that was kind of the one that I bought, and I just replaced that with a nice DW. Um, that, uh, so I'll be taking that one on tour, um, and then this one stays here. I mm-hmm. love it. Go-to yeah. symbols. What kind? Zildjian A Customs and K Custom Darks. Drumsticks. Promark. Yes. What size? You know, I used to do 7A. I was a very thin, and I was like, ah, I'm going to try something different. So I went up to 5A, I think. All right. Well, my yeah. brother was a drummer, so, you know, I kind of gravitate towards drums and drumsticks because I collect them. <laughs> yeah. Tell me something that people are surprised to hear about you. People are surprised that I am a nerd when it comes to anime. So I get custom-made anime uh, Jordans, and I swap them out every show, and I have about eight or nine pairs now. So you might see me with a Pokemon pair of shoes. You might see me with Dragon Ball Z pair of shoes. You might Haiku, Demon Slayer. Hey, I'm just a nerd when it comes to that. It's just it's my safe home. So I get to make cool friends on the road and at shows, and then I get a lot of weird looks because I'm a 33-year-old man who watches anime. My own band disowns me but i would say that's something they're surprised about well anime is pretty popular for any age what about you sheldon first impressions like if i hang out with people for like the first time or whatever i tend to be super quiet and just kind of calm i was at bible school a couple years ago and everybody thought i was just super quiet doesn't really do anything kind of a kid until they learned that i was in a rock band Uh, i have the same problem sometimes i'll tell people i give you a nickel if you can tell me what kind of music i listen to (laughs) Needless to say, I still have my nickel. <laughs> what do you wish you were really good at? We're going to find out all about you. Uh, playing drums. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Not eating junk food. 
What, what what do I wish I was good at? I wish I could play electric guitar. Okay. I, I wish I was good at that. Like, I can play an acoustic, but I want to, like, do leads. It annoys me. Like, I, when I see people do leads, I'm like, I want to do that. I wish I could play electric guitar a lot better. I, actually, I'm just going to use that one here. last line. <laughs> <laughs> Shelby, did you think of something that you wish uh, you could do? I mean, all I've ever really thought about was music, so I honestly wish I could play piano. I mean, I kind of know, like, chords and stuff, but, like, somebody playing just a really good song on piano, like, to be able to do everything, both hands, oh, it just sounds so good. I know I'm into rock, but I can really appreciate a good piano song. I have a high respect for really good piano players. Okay. Well, tell me, what is your favorite road snacks? What do you eat when you're in the car or in the van? I'm big on granola bars. I love granola bars. That's probably my go-to healthy snack. <laughs> All right. There's a lot of different granola bars, so you're going to have to get more specific. Oh, man. It's, uh, it's the honey and oat, the Nature Valley honey and oat, like the hard ones. I used to be a chewy person. Like, I like the chewy stuff, but there's something about that one. I don't know. I can't. Classic. I'm, it's coming with me tomorrow. I bought a couple boxes, so, yep. And beef jerky. Can't go wrong with beef jerky. This is true. Okay, Sheldon. I'm normally grabbing some sort of combos, either the pizza ones or the uh, cheddar cheese, I think is maybe what it is. I forget. Mm-hmm. Um, and if I'm driving, sunflower seeds, honestly. Like, just have a big bag of sunflower seeds there. This theme runs through every band. I could make a chart. Really? (laughs) Please tell me that one of y'all like gummy bears, too. I love gummy bears. Jeff eats gummy bears a lot. I know that. Yeah. Yeah. What brand? Haribo. And for my regular listeners, if you know, you know. If you don't, it's nothing. (laughs) Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. Here's the question, though. All right. Doritos. Is there a go-to flavor, everybody, here? It's usually something cheesy and or something very hot and spicy. Yeah. I like that purple bag, that sweet chili, it's like just a little bit of heat, but not a lot. Mm-hmm. That's I, I can yeah. eat that for days. Yeah. And that will look like I ate it for days. <laughs> the sunflower seeds are very popular to keep awake while they're driving. And the beef jerky is universal. So it's just funny. I guess it's time to wrap up. We'll do this again when everybody can be here. Yeah, we love that. Like, uh, we appreciate you and all everything you're doing. It's always fun to see different artists that you get to talk to, and we get to learn more about them and their journey. And people don't understand what you're doing. Like, it helps us. It really does. It helps fans uh, get out there more and share their story about their songs, their albums, like who they are as a band. What we like to say is, we're just regular people. Mm-hmm. And we love when people are, feel comfortable to approach us. And sometimes you go to shows, you get all hyped up, you want to see the band, but then you think the band's like bigger than you and you can't approach them. And we're just five guys who have a calling and uh, and we're just walking in that. But we're normal. Like anybody could do what we're doing. It's just if you're called to do it and if you take the steps to do it. So, yeah, I love doing interviews like this. And it's nice to finally meet you guys. It's and nice to nice finally to meet, you, meet you. you. I hope to see you guys out on the road somewhere. Yes. I hope so, too. All right. Well, good night. Good night. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening tonight. Stay tuned for more great music all night long. Be sure to check out my I'm With Mothership Facebook page and Solid Rock Radio's website. Follow the link under Shows to Backstage With Mothership, which will have the links to my guests' social media accounts. 
This show will be replayed at 4 a.m. Eastern Time. Past interviews available on podcast.solidrockradio.org, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and on Pandora platforms. And remember this week, be kind to one another.